When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 31. 31. Can't believe it. 31 episodes. I'm Evan Maronofsky. Alongside Connor Ryan of Boston Sports Journal. Connor, how are we doing? Evan, I'm doing splendid. How are you doing? Doing well. It's a, it's a beautiful day to podcast. Uh, of course. And, every, uh, what, every day is. Every day, especially for all the people on Twitter who say that's all we do. Uh, it is always a beautiful day for us to podcast. But uh, it, it's it's made more fun. Uh, we always say in the during the season, in the middle of seasons, you need some stuff to, to, to spice some things up a little bit. You know, sometimes the games can get not boring because again, we've been, we've taught, we've been learned, we've learned our lesson. We can't, we can't ever say things are boring uh, like maybe we used to, but um, you, you have things come up during seasons that, that, that help, uh, you know, add some flavor to it all. And uh, I tweeted out on, uh, on, Wednesday, I don't know what days of the week are anymore, but on Wednesday, I tweeted out a beautiful Bleacher Report article that was like five places that Sidney Crosby could end up. Because obviously, as people who, who might not be aware of this, um, was it Drager who said that if the Penguins uh, don't make the playoffs this year or aren't contenders, that he wouldn't be surprised to see Crosby ask for a trade. I think it was Darren Drager. I think, I think it was Darren Drager. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure, but the, the narrative is out there at the very least. Yes. So the narrative now people are saying, well, who could he go to? Who could work now? Now the two obvious ones are the avalanche and the Rangers. I think those are the two ones that they have the most to give up. Uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't become like a bad team getting Crosby. I mean, nobody would, but you wouldn't, they still have a lot of people that they could give up. They could, you know, spare Bowen Byram or Capo Cacom and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first team Bleacher Report mentioned was your Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh boy, I can't wait to see what they said as the, the package that goes to the Penguins. And, Pasta, uh, the, um, a few of those, McAvoy, right? Kahlo. Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what they said, right? Or... Uh, well, you were close. Okay. By these guys were on the same team. That's about it. Okay. He said a pitch for Crosby could mm-hmm. include a winger such as Jake DeBrusque or Anders Bjork. Okay. okay. Both have struggled to meet expectations of Boston and might benefit from a change of scenery. That's true. Don't know how you, you, you pitch the Penguins on that, but, you know, sure. It could also cost the Bruins a promising player such as center Jack Stadnika oh, or God. Erho Vakaninen. Oh, shit. All right. This is... 
I'm kind of teetering on the edge here, Evan. Are we done? Because I don't want to give up no. too much. In oh, 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 we have some Jesus more. Jesus Christ. As right. well as, oh, as well oh as. Oh, my God. One or two first round picks. And Please tell we me are not done there. We are not done there. We have two more. A young defenseman such as Connor Clifton or Jeremy no. Lozon. We gotta walk we gotta, could also we gotta walk be away. included. Could also we, be included. I understand the need for Bruins fans who want to chase a cup, but they cannot mortgage their future off of one player, especially a guy who is clearly past his prime in Sidney Crosby. Evan, I'm not a fan of it. Um, no, you cannot make a trade like that. Giving you lo- they lost me at Arho. You put Arrow in there, and you you hold him ball game. Like honestly, the gall in that writer to like drop just drop Arrow in. It's just like oh, and what are we talking about here? Do we know who? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, but first of all, I my like my main question is: I thought you wrote this because based on the way that uh, the Pittsburgh jabronis were coming after you, I thought you were the one who wrote this story, or. Oh yeah. I think, well, it's so funny. I was, I, that's why I wanted to preface in the tweet. You know, if you just read the tweet, I said, Bleacher Report said this. I did not say People this. read tweets. Uh, I, uh, incredible. I, you know, normally you don't expect people to read the article, but I thought people at least read the tweets. Um, that, that was my favorite thing when Mark Meadows picked it up uh, and said the stupid AF, which by the way, like it is stupid, but I didn't, I did not, I did not write that. So all the Pittsburgh jabronis coming at me saying that I wrote this. I didn't write this. I I I I wouldn't have included Arho. Can't include Arho. Exactly. Yeah. No. That's why. That's why I have some respect. I, was like, I have some respect. I know how much Evan covets the the blue chip prospect, so I don't. It seemed out of his character to just willy nilly drop back oh, and iron in the middle of that. You can't I mean, just. You can't. You got to be care. You got to. You got to pick and choose your battles here. You got to use yeah, your ammunition wisely. Um, yes, I love this. I I absolutely love every aspect of this paragraph, and uh, I. I saw this. I said, this is, this is gold. I, cause I love the hypothetical trade scenarios where like you trade an incredible player for mm-hmm. like three or four meh pieces. Like the best piece in there is Stadnika. And mm-hmm. that is not even close enough to get like if Pittsburgh saw this, they'd go, well, first they're like, oh, we have to take Connor Clifton's ball. But they're like, oh but, God. Yeah. They have to get on the, get on the horn. They have to bring Rutherford, oh, yeah. out, of, bring Rutherford out of retirement. And just be like I have to consult him, but like, no. They, they put a <laughs> you got to so. say yes to this. You got to say yes to this. You get Cliffy Hockey t-shirts in the pro shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll throw those in as part of the, the, the sweetener in the deal is all the Cliffy Hockey shirts. So my takeaway from this actually, aside – by the way, and I was talking with Spoke Z about this uh, on the side. The, the beauty of tweets like these, and you know this, is the replies. You get some amazing replies. Like, so there was one guy who said, uh, tell Hextall it's Ray Bjork. Ray, like, <laughs> Ray, it's called it Bjork. Like, that tweet is, that, there's funny tweets, and then there's that tweet. Yeah, uh, that was, that was perfect. Um, but some of the tweets, it's funny, because m- most people were like, who, why would the Penguins ever do this? This is the dumbest thing. Yes. But some people actually were like, no, that's too much for the Bruins to give up. Um, uh, why would you want Crosby past his prime? Um, th- there were so many great, like, l- 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 if you're the Bruins and the Penguins agreed to this, you would drive all four of Bjork, DeBrusque, Lozon, Cliff, you would drive them to Pittsburgh. Yes. No, it's... Like, <laughs> I- I'm struggling to find the replies because there's a ton. But um, 
Oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. Every aspect of that, of, of that uh, proposal was perfect, but there was a legitimate takeaway from this. Like this is like, we'll talk about what it would actually take to get Crosby in a minute, but if that's the best package the Bruins could offer, cause that really is, I mean, maybe you can throw Beecher in, maybe Beecher in Beecher instead of Vakanainen. Yeah, if you, cause like Vakanainen at this point is, you're not getting it. I don't even know if you get a third round pick for Vakanainen. Um, but if that's the best, like, trade proposal that you can offer up who are you getting for that 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 lands real a real impact i mean it, like well, that is not that good no i i mean you throw a first in there you're able to get at least a solid like, you know let's say you get a top six winger you get yeah, a top six uh kyle palmieri or one of those guys you get you know if you throw a first round pick in there then you're uh you know then you're talking uh, obviously it wouldn't cost as much as those guys. Even that just from a basic asset management, like throwing in, you know, Stanika and a first, you better be getting at least someone good or at least a guy with term or under a good contract. Um, but yeah, I mean, you compare what a hypothetical offer would be for Crosby and what the Bruins could offer compared to, as you said, the Avalanche or the, the Rangers, like those teams could pot ways a lot of guys. It would, it would stink for them. Like, let's say, the Avalanche get rid of, you know, Byram or one of these guys, or even, you know, Byram and a first and like, you know, Alex Newhook, who's down in BC, who's their top player, um, you know, along with a lot of other guys. It would suck for them, but also they've got Kill McCarr and Nathan McKinnon and um, like, it'll be fine. And also, and also they get friggin' Sidney Crosby. So like, I think they'd be fine. Like, oh, yeah. the Bruins don't have that, um, those assets, unless you're talking about, parting ways with, you know, franchise cornerstones on the team, which you obviously don't want to do if you're trading for Crosby, right? Like you're not trading David Pasternak. You're not trading Charlie McAvoy. Like those are like the two, like we talked about this, you know, a while back with the Eichel trade. It's like, all right, be fun. Like he's from, he's from Massachusetts. He's a very, very good player, but unless you want to give up Charlie McAvoy, you're not getting Jack Eichel. Oh yeah. Unless, unless that, that is, that is the most, because obviously Pasternak, you're not trading. Like that would defeat mm-hmm. the purpose of a Sidney Crosby trade, but McAvoy would make sense to go back in a, in a Crosby deal. You're not doing that. No. Why you don't have, it's again, as you said, the avalanche have Makar. Um, they have other, they have other really solid defensemen. If they have to get rid of Bo and Byram, like that sucks, but you're getting Crosby and you have other pieces. Bruins right. do not have that with McAvoy. No, no, not at all. So, again, it's a, a fun scenario, uh, but, you know, the Bruins have assets that if they need to make a move at the deadline and get, you know, if Kasha, if Kasha still remains out and they need to get a top six uh, forward, like a guy like Palmieri, they have the assets to do that, whether it be, you know, first-round pick or a few other guys, um, even like a Vac and Iron or, or pieces like that. Like you can lump in a couple of different players. Uh, you look at a guy like, Palmieri, you look at on defense, a guy like Matias Ekholm, who uh, gets tied to the Bruins a lot as, you know, a, a, a legitimate top four defenseman, a big body. He's on my fantasy team. I would love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are guys that they still have the assets to get without severely subtracting from the roster. Like maybe it's, you know, a, you know, Zaboral or Lozon maybe get put in that deal. I know people, I think, are very hesitant to do anything with Lozon right now because I think his stock has – uh, risen significantly, but you can still make a deal for, you know, a guy like Ekholm uh, and improve your roster and pot ways with a guy like Lozon if you're going in all in this year, but you're not, 
trading away foundational pieces to get a guy like Crosby just because your Ross is not constructed to hate, to take that hit. Like, congrats, you have Sidney Crosby. Now you have uh, a major hole in your decor where you give up your, you know, 20, 23 year old defenseman who's a top five Norse candidate so far through the first quarter of the year. Like it's the, the way they rely on some of these younger players. It just isn't feasible for the Bruins to make deal, deals like that. Zaboral for Crosby, straight up. You, you do mention, though, an interesting part about Lausanne's stock being so high. Zaboral's stock is insanely high, I feel like, right? Or compared to what it m- maybe once was. Speaking of stock talk, here we go again. Uh, but but with Zaboral's stock this high, I mean, maybe, like, now might be the time to trade him. Like, this might be the time you trade a guy like Zaboral. Because as we know and as we've seen, uh, I don't know if there's a lot of room for him to continue to grow. I don't think you're going to see him manning the top power play unit consistently anytime soon you're not going to see him putting up a ton of five on five points um maybe you do but why not leave that up to other teams to figure out and get something legitimate in return now might be the time for a guy like Zvoral um to get dealt but again you need depth on the back end and that's an aspect of it that that uh that obviously you just can't escape I just recently actually found and we can get into the Zvoral trade discussions a little bit more uh, later on towards the trade deadline because I, I wouldn't be surprised to see his name pop up in rumors. Uh, someone replied to my tweet, why would Boston want Crosby when they've got Bergeron, a guy who Crosby looked up to? And I said, that's perfect. That That is awesome. Like, like yes, why would why would the Bruins uh why would the Bruins why <laughs> that's perfect. Why would why would the Bruins acquire Wayne Gretzky when, you know, it's like if Wayne Gretzky was saying like no, I'm not as good as Gordy Howe cuz I looked up to him. It's like would I take like a fucking 6-year-old Gordy Howe over like, you know, 30-year-old Wayne Gretzky? I think I would probably take Wayne Gretzky in that regard. Like I don't give a shit who you looked up to. I'll take like who's the best player available. Yes. Oh yes, no. It, it's the the re, if you go through the replies, I would I would uh, I I would tell everyone to go look at the replies because it's uh it's like it's it, it's it's like some HF boards caliber stuff. It's it's good. There's a lot of it's funny. Yesterday I was working at Turner, uh, like a twelve to eight shift, and uh, there was a lot. Like, I had a lot of work to do, and I just couldn't help but glance at the replies every few. I was like, I have to look at this. It's per- this is too perfect. Just the responses to this are uh, are amazing. When Pittsburgh picked it up, though, it wasn't so fun. Uh, getting ma- Cole's cash, come on! I used that, that I, was that was messed up because there's a, a lot of uh, unnecessary, you know, chirping there. Because one, uh, I think it was, uh, I think Megan tweeted it. It was like one, moms wouldn't pot ways with their Cole's cash. That is no, never, no, 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 no. Like, have some respect for the moms. Someone clearly doesn't know the inner workings of you know, the Coles economy and how valuable Coles cash is. So first like strike, strike five right there from them. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I mean, completely unnecessary. Fair. I mean, how, if you want to take the side of the, the Pittsburgh folks, you know, the jabronis, it's like, well, how dare you Evan share something that you didn't write without adding like an angle onto it. Other than like, look at this dumb shit. How, I mean, how you really went too far that like, I probably should have told this to you like before we started recording. I didn't want this on the record, but like, it's a bad look, man. Like, you can't be sharing something you didn't write and adding no editorial comment to it, uh, just to drive the the goobers over in Pittsburgh crazy. So it's it's let this be be a learning moment for all involved. We're not. It's a learning moment. It's a learning moment. But. It's a public relations nightmare for me. My office will be sending an, a formal apology that I wrote on my notes yes. later today. Uh, but I, I, I did love that, the, the Coles Cash thing. And then him going in my profile picture. It's my profile picture. People can see it. 
you know, oh, it's views as well cold cash. The point of the profile picture is it that it's not professional. That's the point of it. The, the, the so. be, no, the best part too is you know that guy sent that tweet out and was like <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> got like, yeah, got like two likes. One with like a dude with like a terrible towel as his profile picture. Like, congrats, man. Congrats, congrats, living being stuck in Pittsburgh. Must be. Fun. I, I I like uh, his his name is Matt Light. Uh, follow me on IG Matt Light Comedy. I'll tell you this: Hilarious. when comedy is in your username or when it's in a YouTube title or whatever, I can bet a lot of money that it's actually not funny. Like when you yeah. see someone and their name and their thing is comedy or like uh, be- four time best comedian in Pittsburgh, that's like being the best hockey player in Syria. I mean, yeah, really, no, like yeah, you, yeah, you're you not competing with anybody. With <laughs> I thought he was going to be one of those guys where you read their profile and it's, of course it's like a dude in the car with the sunglasses on, but then also oh, his like, yeah. profile, his profile also lists like, that he's a fan of about 20 different teams that have no relation. It's like big fan of Red Sox, uh, Chelsea, uh, like Celtic football. Uh, hashtag, hashtag, all, hashtag go red go. The Denver Nuggets, the all blacks, rugby. Uh, it's like, no, what the, what the hell are you, what are you following, dude, you weirdo? Like, um, yeah, it's funny. I just looked at his pinned tweet. I, I haven't really taken a look at his Twitter much, but uh, first Sunday without football, going to be a long six months, and it's a TikTok of him. Uh, doing a sketch. By the way, I'm all about respecting the grind. Like whether it's comedy, what we do, whatever it is, I'm all about respecting it. But uh, I'm just watching this. It, it, it really isn't that funny. I've seen this many times. I was going to say, uh, you know, respect the grind, but the stipulation, if you have comedies, you have to be funny. And if you're not really funny, then you're kind of doing a shitty job. So yeah, this guy's this guy. Yeah. It shows him, you know, not knowing what to do all with himself all day. I don't think anyone's ever done that skip before. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's golden stuff. That's crazy. Uh, it's good to see someone's corner the market on just being bored. It, you yeah. know, like, I've never seen anyone it's do that. It's funny. I, if I watch a video, I'd be laughing too because we've all been there, right? Oh my God. So I Oh my God. Dane Cook covered that in 04 and it was still not funny then, but <laughs> do you remember, remember, you know, on Sundays when there's no football and you get kind of bored, oh my God. isn't that the most what relatable thing? The day? Oh. Oh. And then you know what the worst part is the Sunday scaries. Oh no, oh. don't no, that's, that's too edgy. That's way too yeah, edgy. I know. That's I too edgy. I save that one, but Sunday scaries. No one's ever covered that before. I oh. know. Hmm. That's tough. And then, and then, and then when, when your girlfriend calls and says, honey, where are you? Oh, oh. my God. That's the crazy <laughs> trouble. Who's oh, been there? He was out too late the night before. Oh. And then oh, she takes the, that she, then she takes the kids. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the next, uh, that, that's the next stand up special. <laughs> that, that's Matt Light's next, next week. That's his next yeah. skit next week. Yeah. We shouldn't but. really undercut this guy, his uh, comedic routine that we probably stole within two minutes of improv right there. Yeah, so. no, I, I have a feeling that, that his comedy routines are very, uh, like, like he l- loves to use the laughing emojis. Like, you use the laughing emojis. You, you got a big issue. Like, yeah, you're not funny. Like, I, I, when people text me laughing emojis, I'm like, you're extremely weird. So, unless it's um, like, unless it's like a, like a parent or something where you gotta, you gotta, yeah. oh, no, if you're, if you're, connect, you gotta bridge the gap and connect yeah. to them. So, like, oh, this if is you're funny. Our age, <laughs> no, if you're, if you're over, like, 35 like my mom loves emojis like go for it good like fine but it's like if you're our age and you're using like emojis uh with like that sparing you know that often yeah. it's just it's a little weird so i'm nah. I'm, I'm i'm not the biggest emoji guy um i use them more as jokes uh but speaking of 
I don't know how to segue this to betting, but that was, uh, that was, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know how we spinning. I this. had it. It's funny. I had, I had, if we were, we got too far into this Matt light guy. I was going to segue it from like Bruins, um, from when we were talking about Lausanne and stocks being high, putting your money to bet online. So we're going to go right back to that. And we'll say, uh, put your money uh, into the right place. And that's bet online. Tell the listeners about bet online. Absolutely, Evan. Listen up, guys. It's an exciting time of the year around the sports world. Football might be over, but the NBA is in full swing. And yes, Bruins hockey has returned. And even though you may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players at play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. And it's not just sports. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, reality TV, so you can bet on The Bachelor. The Bachelorette, whatever's out there, American Idol. You could probably even bet on whether Matt Light will actually have a funny tweet within the next like couple of months. I wouldn't do. No. It. I, I would. I wouldn't advise you on it, but it's probably available. But listen, guys. I mean, between that reality TV, sports, there are more options to wager than anywhere else online, and we even have an exclusive promo code for our loyal listeners. So go to Bet Online and enter promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. No one beats that. So what are you guys waiting for? Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great bonuses, offers, and contests available right now. Again, enter promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Go there now. Do all that. So that's enough of uh, of all that fun stuff. The Crosby stuff that we could have went. It didn't on go into Crosby. Time. It just now just <laughs> nuking this this guy from Pittsburgh. this random ass freaking Pittsburgh comedian who's just out here trying to be funny. Um, not doing a great not, job. Not good at okay. it. But... Yeah. Um. Anyways, so you wrote a piece this past week on the Seattle expansion draft, which people should not forget. It's coming. It's after this season. Like Seattle's here. The you know, the Kraken are here. Everyone's going to love the Kraken until the Kraken takes their favorite player. All that's players, like, that's my, yeah. that's my, that's my little prediction is that, you know, same with the Golden Knights, you know, until they come and steal Jonathan Marsh or so, or, or uh, they're going to steal, you know, someone who's uh, low key nasty and then becomes a superstar out in Seattle. But um, this was, it's funny going into this year with the Bruins, it was pretty clear uh, with the seven, three, one, who they were going to, you know, protect. Obviously it was your McAvoy's, your Grizzlies, your Carlos, uh, Raskin net, uh, up front, you know, obviously Bertrand, Marshawn, Pasternak, Coyle. Like, it was pretty uh, obvious who they were going to select. Yeah. The problem is, though, that these young guys, you know, the, per, the the con to these young guys doing so well, your Lozons, your Zaborals, um, your Trent Fredericks, is you got to figure out how to protect these guys and who not to protect. Tell us a little bit about what your thoughts on that were. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be a – it's a – a good and bad thing, right? The good thing is that the Bruins this year are being helped out by a lot of other guys, whether it be newcomers or younger players taking a big step forward and helping out the team. Problem is you're making it more complicated down the road when it comes to uh, choosing who to protect, because I think going into the year, you know, if the Bruins did the seven, three, one format where they protect seven forwards and three defensemen, you know, you're imagining, uh, you know, you cover guys like, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Coyle has a no movement clause, so he's protected. Um, DeBrusque, uh, you know, Smith probably. Um, and then he didn't maybe, sign Smith to that long a deal to yeah. not have him be protected. Um, and then 
Kasha, maybe if they expected he'd be healthy, I think people were expecting big things from him. So he'd be a guy who you'd probably protect where he's going to be an RFA and re-sign him. Um, and then defense would seem like it was going to be easy, right? Where it's uh, McAvoy, Kyle, and Grizzly. I mean, those are your three, uh, re- you know, returning veterans on the team, three guys who all should be, you know, keep on getting better and better. Um, but all of a sudden now it gets a lot more complicated where uh, you've got a situation where, especially on defense, I think is where a lot of people are talking about it now. And again, we're a quarter of the way through the year, so this is probably going to change multiple times. But uh, it just goes to show how much you know the outlook of a roster can change uh, in the span of you know thirteen, fourteen games. Is that now people are making the argument that on defense, you know, they'd rather protect a guy like Lozon uh, than a guy like Grizzly because of Grizzly's you know unfortunate running with injuries this year. Which, I mean. If you leave Lozon unprotected, I think it'd be awfully tempting for a guy, for a team like Seattle. One, you know, his age, his contract, he's on a contract for under a million next year, then he becomes an RFA. Um, and he's proven, you know, even though he may not be flashy, um, he's still a, a minutes-eating guy, a good PK guy, which if you're building a team, you have a guy like Cam add to the mix. Like, that's it's a good get for your, your you know, new decor you have there. But, I mean, I'd still be hesitant to do it, at least for right now, just because... I still think the Bruins are a lot better when Matt Krasik's in the lineup. You know, it remains to be seen when he's going to be back, but um, I think he's still probably your best option for the power play. Uh, you know, the numbers looked good when he was in there for as limited as it was. Um, and I think you miss him both uh, with Kahlo, where they were pretty much like a shutdown pairing. Like, they – it wasn't like the crew Kahlo mix before. Like, you had – uh, Grzyk and Kahlo getting like 35% of their offensive uh, zone face-offs. So um, Cassie was relying on those guys to like, you know, start in the D zone and break the puck out. And I think especially you look at that game against the Islanders, they lost. That was, I think, the first time where I think you really saw uh, the Bruins miss Grzyk, where you miss that you know, defenseman who's good at the breakout, good at the first pass, and uh, a good kind of counter to what the forecheck is that the Islanders bring. So um Again, we'll see how the season goes, right? It could be a situation where uh, Grzyk, you know, can, unfortunately continues to get hurt and Lozon keeps on elevating his stock. Then I'll probably switch my opinion there. But um, for right now, I think that's the biggest thing on defense. And then up front, you know, you have Richie added to the mix. Uh, you have Frederick, who's the guy I protected, just because even though Frederick hasn't produced offensively yet, I think – you can clearly see how much more improved he is this year, even as just, you know, a five on five puck possession guy, uh, you know, the intangibles he brings outside of just offensive, you know, production. Um, the fact that he's a center by, you know, by trade. So I imagine once, you know, if Sean Crowley signs elsewhere this year, he's kind of the next guy up there as your four C for the foreseeable future. So uh, I think that's a guy you have to weigh. So, I mean, yeah, my, my group was the same group, except I swapped out, Kasha for Tr- Frederick and I kept the decor the same, but it can change a lot over the span of, you know, even the next couple of games. Oh, and it will. And, 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 and here's the thing I think people need to realize is obviously when you don't protect someone, obviously leave them open to be taken, but that doesn't mean they're going to be taken automatically. So if you have, let's say you protect Lozon and you have Grizzly open and Bjork open and maybe Frederick open, like that's a tough, it might be a tough call for teams. Maybe they don't necessarily take Grizzly. Now I think they would, they'd be dumb not to take Grizzly if you left him open. That's why I, I think I, you know, a guy like Grizzly, his puck moving abilities, his, his ability to fit with Carlo, that stuff doesn't grow on trees. Not to say Lozon does, but you can 
I think it's easier to de- develop a minutes eating shutdown left shot defenseman more so than it is a puck moving, uh, good power play like defenseman uh, with Grizzly. So maybe. Grizzlick would be the guy to protect in that situation. And given also that he has a much larger sample size of, of, uh, of success compared to Lozon, which is just this year. Now, again, who knows? As you said, who knows how the next few months pan out? Um, but again, I, I, going into this year, the guy who the, I think we all expected to be taken was Bjork. That was the guy who, and honestly, I think would be the best fit for Seattle. Like he's in need of a new place. Just give him a new place, fresh start. Like, if Bjork went to Seattle and put up 40 points, I don't think anyone's like, oh man, the Bruins messed that one up. It's more like, no, they really just didn't have a spot for him and he flourished out there and yeah. good for him. Like, I don't think that's like a, oh, the Bruins missed out on this guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, uh, I mean, maybe they take Nick Ritchie. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they grab, grab Nick. Uh, so who knows? There's a lot, I think not the Bruins are making a case of, they have a lot of guys that you know Seattle might want. And again, it depends on, what they, you know, I guess what they're looking for, because obviously they're not trying to get the necessarily the best player from every team. It's more how do we fit this guy here and and this guy there. Um, so that'll be interesting to sort of see how that works with them out there. Because uh, Bruins have some have some people now. Initially it was sort of just Bjork. Now it's you got a couple guys to choose from if you, if you're Seattle. So uh, also they can make trades. So yes, they maybe, they, maybe they trade for David Pasternak. Maybe they just maybe. I mean, maybe maybe they, maybe they get Crosby. Maybe yeah. they get Crosby. Maybe they get Crosby. You never know. So who knows? But uh, that is today's episode, Connor. Before you go, uh, what can the people look forward to at Boston Sports Journal? Yeah, we're going to be taking a look. Obviously, we're breaking down. Uh, uh, you know, look, or looking ahead rather to the Lake Tahoe game, which will be interesting. Um, seems like not a lot of Flyers going to be playing in that game. I think they might <laughs> it's nobody. They might, they might technically be playing against the Lehigh Valley uh, Phantoms. I think is what their AHL it's team the is. So yes, so they might be playing those guys. We'll be breaking that down. Uh, uh, you know, planning that out. We'll be looking at a few guys down in Providence, um, taking a little bit of a deeper dive on those guys because. Uh, I think Jacob uh, Jakob Lauko has been great down there so far in the early going. So the Marlboro Bruins, yeah, that's the guy that I think a lot of uh, fans are really excited to see. And uh, even though that's a young team down in Providence, still got a lot of you know promising young talent out there who are making pretty good strides. So we'll be taking a look at that as well. So all of that will be over at BSJ. So subscribe over at BostonSportsJournal dot com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore ninety three. Do all that. And you also have an exclusive one-on-one coming out with Matt Light, right? The comedian. You guys that is true. It's actually, talk. it's, it's kind of like a one, it's kind of like a, like sort of a stand-up routine. Like it's, you know, it's kind of like a commentary, but it's kind of, it's kind of, he told me his favorite comedic influence was Dane Cook, which Ooh. is, you know, the, the guy who really, you know, hits on all the, you know, the right notes on, you know, what makes people laugh in America, especially in 2021. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of similar to one of those routines. Um, so it's just, you know, it's Matt going through his daily life and just poking fun of the, the everyday things that just make us chuckle. So it's going to be, it's going to be a real bond burner. It's going to be a hoot as the kids say these days. So be sure to check that out. Cause my God, it's just, you know, it's a barrel full of fun, as they say. So look forward to that. Oh my god, I can't wait to laugh. It feels like it's gonna, it's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be some SNL caliber. Uh, oh, of course, like laughter. 2020 SNL, like the, the good oh, stuff. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, like the oh those skits just oh, they're so, so good. Funny. They need Matt. They need Matt Light. Uh, but anyways, that is today's episode of Poke the Bear. Hopefully, you had a good time with us, uh, and we will see you next time. And have a great rest of your day. Yeah.